All right, my name is Sonny Aigbe. Welcome to A Boy and His Dream podcast, episode number seven. Bro, it's been a minute now. It's been a minute. We have two special guests in the house today. You know, I'm talking about amazing people in Chicago who are making things happening. You know, I have Michael on my right and I have Jay on my left. I'm going to bring them into the camera to introduce themselves and what they do. All right, Michael, tell us much about yourself and what you do and... What do you do? Who are you? <laughs> Sonny, I try to ask myself that every day. Wow. <laughs> um, I appreciate you having us on here. Um, my name is Mike Gemma. I'm the director of operations for Haymarket Beer Company. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been with the company since its iteration uh, back in 2010. So we've been uh, about to celebrate 12 years here in the West Loop. Not too far. We're right down the street from the studio here. And uh, the the goal has always been to to kick out uh, some some really delicious beer uh, and serve the community. I appreciate that. Yeah. This is amazing. I mean, when you talk about beer, we're talking about what I'm drinking right now. Absolutely. Cheers, my Cheers. brother. Cheers, my brother. Cheers. Cheers, homies. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Delicious. All right, then on my left, I'm talking about a man himself. I mean, I'm talking about Jay himself. <laughs> Black Warrior, what's going on with you? <laughs> hey, I'm uh, I'm I'm Jay Westbrook, aka the Black Beer Baron. Uh, I've been brewing beer for about three years now. I've been in the service industry for about five. Uh, I love my city. That's what I'm I love my people. Mm-hmm. I love all you people. Passion, and I want to put on for people because where I am in life is, you know, I can tell stories about my city. And, you know, kind of expound upon, you know, the upbringing that I was provided. But also put on for the next generation. Mm. We're talking about generational, not wealth, but also knowledge. Mm. And that's important to me. So I'm always going to be passionate about Chicago and tell stories about Chicago. I love that. Thank you so much. Dude, he's full of passion, man. Dude, yes, oh my he is. God, you're on fire. All right. Hold that fire. Don't put it off. I'm Hold chilling. Fire <laughs> I am Mr. In the Cut chilling uh, all no. the time. <laughs> We're going to need that time. fire. We're going to need it. Oh, anyway, um, hello, Chicago. We are here in the, in the, for the sake of unity and empowerment and uh, respect for hum- humanity and, and respect for this city that's so beautiful that everybody loves. You know, in respect for our small businesses, in respect for our youth, mm-hmm. respect for our indifference. You know, um, it's so amazing. It feels so good to be able to like just like unite and be able to work together as one. You know, you you inspire me, man. You just like look at your creativity. So let's take it back to the roots and see how we can carefully just like discuss about what's happening in our city. You know, um, how are we positioned. And then what can we do to move past the current situation we are right now? You understand everyone is scared of everyone, you know, uh, uprising and no peace and stuff like that. We're all looking for one solution. We're looking for one thing, solution. Mm-hmm. And yet we're all not willing to do what it takes to be able to get the solution. We know what it is. It's called unity, working together, respect, you know, holding people accountable for all the negative act that they're doing. And not blaming anyone but ourselves for the things that are not working. How, well, I mean, in your own opinion, I don't want to speak for. I, I mean, I don't want to speak for you. I want to. I want you to speak for yourself. What are your perspective about 
the change that we're looking for? What's your perspective? Yeah, I I share that sentiment. Um, Mm. I I do believe that there's a long road ahead, and it will take everybody's participation towards unity. Everybody. Everybody's. It's not – there are no – there's no ability to stand on the sideline and continue to talk about things needing to change when you're not willing to participate oh, Jesus yourself. Christ. You just heal it. I mean, you don't think the problem belongs to the mayor of the city? It belongs to everybody. <laughs> if you I mean, if you choose to live here, if you choose to participate in what this city brings, you have that responsibility. You you have to be an active participant. Otherwise, what are you doing? You it. It's that important to be an active participant. So you're thinking that the probably the sovereignty starts right now, and it takes me and you every get, day, and every it's day. choosing it every day. Oh wow! Embracing it. It's choosing it every day. Wow! You can't take a break from it. No, you. Th- there are not going to be any days all provided from accountability, and it ain't just the mayor. It ain't mm-hmm. just like everybody is accountable and should be held accountable for the current state of being because without the next man and the next man and the next human, where the hell are we going? Hmm. What's our direction? And I really feel like we've kind of lost our way in figuring out where we're going as a society. And, you know, there like there are generational issues, there are systemic issues, and we could talk about that all damn day long. But the reality is if you are not willing to hold the next human accountable as well as yourself, we're going to be stuck where we're stuck. Accountability. Mm-hmm. It's the key sauce right here. Big accountability. So you think that if I'm enabled, if someone else has enabled me to do negative act and no one held me accountable for it, someone else is going to see that as a leverage and want to do it. And that repeats itself. We will have no city. Um, well, you're talking about holding men accountable, and you understand. Look, let me let's let's just call it spit a spit. You know the problem we have in the, in the city right now is crime. The crime rate is really high. Mm-hmm. You know we're looking about homicide rates about 751 <laughs> this year. You know, and the crime rate is increased by 58 percent. I mean that's ridiculously outrageous. I mean that's crazy. It scares me. And it's, I'm not sure it's scaring everyone. And most of the people, most of the kids I see on, on communities crying are my people, our, our children, our youth. Sonny, here's How, a, what can we do to stop that? Here's the thing about my city. Yes. You know, I love my city. I'm yes, very sir. proud of my city. Good, bad, or ugly. You will never disparage my city. Mm-hmm. But something that we've kind of created with Harold's 83 Honey is a partnership with the North Lawndale Employment Network uh, via their Be Love line mm-hmm. and their Sweet Beginnings line, which actually reassimilates ex-offenders back into the community, mm-hmm. like like literal parolees, mm-hmm. like teaching them certain life and job skills. Like we found out via my co-collaborator Sam Ross that they were teaching these people fresh out of the bing, fresh out of the fresh out of prison, how to maintain an apiary and become beekeepers. And so we wanted to use something that was so beautiful that these people had created. I thought that was already to create something. I thought that was what they were already teaching them in the prison. You mean there's no problem? No, fresh out of prison, like Mm -hmm. literal parolees. Wow. And they're maintaining an apiary and they're being taught these things. And what Jessica and the rest, uh, Jessica Butler and the rest of the team have created over there, like, 
that's what we talk about when we talk about being invested in Chicago and actually giving a fuck about that's being in my fast. city and living in my city. One thing I will not allow for is for people in their ivory towers to disparage the things that are going on in these streets because I'm walking these streets every mm-hmm. day. And the street is what's creating the problem right now. The street needs to be taken care of. Those people. The problem is systemic issues, oh, not wow. necessarily the streets themselves. The streets are just dealing with the reality they're adult. What can we do to solve that? I mean, help people and understand that we don't get to wag our fingers and judge people. Get That's involved. important. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to get involved, be involved. But if you want to just sit here and say, "What about Chicago?" I'm not going to allow for that. Mm. I will absolutely destroy your shit. Okay, that takes me down to the youth. <laughs> I, see, dude, do I say you are passionate? Please do not put off the fire. Keep it, keep it burning because I'm going to need it. You know, mm-hmm. we also understand that if you're going to get to the, the grassroots of the problem. Focus on the youth, right? Exactly. The youth are hungry. They need to be directed. They need mm-hmm. to be motivated. They need to be placed in the high places, good places. Right. They need to be supported. What are you? What do you think we should be doing? What is your company doing? And I heard your company is very involved in the community. What have you guys done in the past to support this youth so that we can, even if, if we save one hour, 100, right. that's a progress right there. That's a problem mm-hmm. solved. Absolutely. All right? That's one kid that's not going to prison. That's not being placed in the system because you care. What have you done? And what message do you have to other companies out there who is who doesn't care? I mean, talk to us. Um, as it pertains to companies that don't care, it's uh, that's a real travesty because there's an inherent responsibility when you start a company to the community that supports you. So if you don't recognize that, if you don't acknowledge that level of responsibility Mm -hmm. as you as a business owner have within your community, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And to that end, I do feel like when you listen to your fan base, when you listen to your community, they will tell you what is most needed, what is highest on their priority list of trying to correct issues that they see. I truly believe what we have done decently, and we can always be better at it, is to listen to the various groups and recognize what they're going through, to truly just listen. When, we, when first you mean and foremost. you, which, who are you again? Your, your Our company? company, a Haymarket Beer Company. Okay, cool, We're, cool. We, we have such a diverse base of fans in our community. And we recognize that even within our own industry, it isn't necessarily representative of those that consume our beer and our product and enjoy the space that we have created at Randolph and Halstead. And when Jay and I were put in the same room together by a mutual friend and we just started chatting and getting to know one another, there is that reality where when you walk into a bar or a restaurant, it doesn't always look like the person walking in trying to sit at the bar. Mm -hmm. And with that reality, you see an opportunity Mm -hmm. and you get to listen, but then create and allow for collaboration Mm -hmm. to take you down a path that would otherwise uh, not have been there if you just dismissed or you just saw them walking in and saying, great, another customer. It's not about that. It's in the engagement and creating a safe and welcoming environment where they might not be 
telling you flat out, like, eh, no, I'm only going to stay for one. I don't feel comfortable here. Don't settle for that. Settle for having the engagement, hearing their story and hearing what's important to them so that you can then help and create that space for them and mm-hmm. for others. You know, we, we've worked on a number of different projects. I don't even know like where to we, begin, we, really. We, we talk about it all the time and how although beer is the baseline and what got us here, mm-hmm. it's so much deeper than beer. We're talking yeah. about— What's involved? We're, we're talking about being purpose-driven. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, you know, having a level of philanthropy. Mm-hmm. We're also talking about, again, oh, by the, the city's history. That's Jay right here. Hey, I'm Jay. Yeah. Hi, friends. Yeah, what's going on? Can't see me behind the mic, <laughs> no, but it's yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm it's ugly. That's for a reason. But yeah, that? like it's it's like beer is what got us to this point. Mm-hmm. Like literally, beer is what has us in this room. But it's also about again being purpose driven, being sincere, being deliberate in your actions. I will never do things just to do them. There has to be a deeper meaning, a deeper right. purpose behind what it is that I'm giving you guys in beer form, you know? And so, like, just coming up the way I came up, and, I like, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. And, you know, my, my life wasn't that fucked up. My mm-hmm. mom and dad did well for me, middle class, whatever. Grew up around a bunch of BS, but, you know, I was never— Involved. Legitimately involved, involved in that BS. Indirectly. For 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 any uh for any uh blue shirts that might be watching. I, <laughs> it is what it's gonna be. It. But I never got caught in a spot. <laughs> We've all done But it. that's not the life I live. <laughs> but you know, like I understand what it's like to not have all of these things. And I want to kind of using beer as the conduit, kind of just let people know that there's a space for us, yeah. you and me, mm-hmm. Sonny. Mm-hmm. Mike Gemma's already in the game and mm-hmm. has been in the game, mm-hmm. and he's told you about that skin he has mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. But it's people that look like us, people that look like her, mm-hmm. oh, that don't think that, that they belong, don't think that they have any way into the beer game. But this is the reason why we are here today to talk about that exactly. and say just because you've been told that you don't belong doesn't mean that you have to feel like you don't belong. No. Right. The best way to Try a putty is to try it out. If you want to know the taste, try a putty. You will feel the taste. I came from Nigeria. All right, I have a lot of, when I came in to start my business here at Health and Wellness, I had a lot of rejection. Mm-hmm. I said, a girl would not even ride on the, on the, on the, on the elevator with me because of how I look. And my, I don't know what scares her. I don't know what she'd hurt. And don't blame her. She must have been through witness something. Mm-hmm. You cannot blame people because of how they react. They've been traumatized based on something. You can't judge them. Just get to know people. Guess what? The moment she saw me on TV, she saw me the next time. Was that you I saw on TV? I said, yes. That was it. Now she automatically became my friend. You oh, have to now you recognize that Sonny is a star. <laughs> now you get So <laughs> that is a problem. So I think we give people benefit of doubt, and people need to give us benefit of doubt. We need to 
cherish one another, whether you're black, Hispanic, brown, you know, I don't care. As long as you're a good person, you want to do good business, you want to bring value to the community yeah. and to the people, I'm ready to sit and Facts. talk with you. If Absolutely. we, amongst ourselves, we black, we all have our own problem. We don't even like each other. And we're going to have differences. You know, differences. we're going to have differences. Mm-hmm. White folks have their own problem. This is how humanity you is know, structured. We all have our stories. How you're telling the story to better yourself and the community mm-hmm. is all that matter. As long as you're not creating violence for someone else to stop paying people to promote violence, for you to start softening my people up just because you need a vote, that's what I have a problem with. You understand? Mm-hmm. Encourage my people to go to college, to create, to do business, to have economic growth. Empower them by encouraging them to self-sustainable and help them to create. That's what I'm saying. You know, and who are you supposed to focus on? The youth. And who are you mm-hmm. killing now? The youth. Who is the generation? The youth. They know the target, you yeah. know? And what can we do to take this message to the youth is to start involving. Like you said, get involved. Get Making involved, absolutely. Mentor these children. If you catch the young, you can catch the, you know, grow up. You can follow them. You can track their growth and help them become the man that you want them to be. But if you're not a man, how can you even think of mentoring? First of all, you have to be where you want to, where others to be. You know, we don't have men anymore. How can we convert them? Oh, we have what men, can we do? but what we've become as a society is so selfish and so oh, is that what it self-serving, is? Hmm. in my opinion. Hmm. Again, my opinion, mm-hmm. your mileage may vary. But it's like I know I had an opportunity that was provided to me by a mutual friend as well as Haymarket, and I took advantage of that. And I started to craft these stories and started to work with these grassroots organizations like uh, the homies over at Lost Boys. Shout to Levante and and all the coaches over there. And they keep kids off the streets by getting them involved with the game of baseball. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's how we came up with the Summer of 54 project, which was uh, spearheaded by my— Yeah, right there? Yep, Summer 54. We should get you a little bit here. Bro, you got to try this. Get me a little bit, so as he's pouring, I'm going to talk about it. So a friend of mine, Shakia Taylor, who is a very dope individual in and of herself and just keeps me motivated, Mm -hmm. uh, she called me one night and she was like, I want to write a story about Ernie Banks and Manny Minoso and you should hear about it. And, like, before the episode of SVU that I had been uh, watching was over, I had bullet point after bullet point, and... I live on, uh, well, I live in the South Shore neighborhood. Y'all need to know where the fuck I live because they ain't got any goddamn business. <laughs> I love his attitude, man. But, but there was an organization that was based literally down the street from me called Lost Boys Inc. And again, they keep kids off the street by getting them involved with the game of baseball and softball. Mm-hmm. And before we had even brewed this beer, we had raised over $40,000 to send that whole organization down to the Negro League Baseball Museum down in Kansas City, Missouri, excuse mm-hmm. me, Missouri. But yeah, it's like things like that, like get involved. You can talk about it, but when in the hell are you going to be about it? And I'm I'm just insanely blessed to be around people who believe in that mantra mm-hmm. and believe in the same things that I believe in and believe in this city 
and the good that we can do in the city mm-hmm. because I know what the nation says about Chicago. Amen. That so shit is now what he's saying but right now, if you want to get if you want to if you want to see the change that you want, get involved, mentor a kid, add value. You know, don't just point finger and just list the problem without being trying to be the solution. You know, the problem that we have right now is not officially the problem of the mayor of the city or the city's problem. The problem belongs to us, like you said, Michael. You know, it's the our, problem belongs to us. We have to get problem. involved. It's our problem. Yeah. You know, so if you cannot get involved. That's all right. But we have a, we have work on our hand. We have city to protect. And I think a lot of it has yeah. to do with those individuals who feel helpless to get started mm-hmm. in helping out. How can and, we get to try, that? How do, you, how do you get the confidence or find opportunities in which to get involved mm-hmm. to try and make that positive change? And I guess for us, you know, we – utilize the tools that we've got at our disposal. Mm -hmm. And so for us, a beer company, you wouldn't think necessarily is going to be able to go out there and start radically changing Mm -hmm. these things, except for the fact that it's incremental, right? Mm -hmm. It is a little bit at a time and you do what you can. So even starting within our own space, within the craft beer community, Mm -hmm. recognizing that there are less than 1% companies owned by African-Americans, less than 1% of African-American brewers mm-hmm. in this country when we're almost at 10,000 breweries in this country. Mm-hmm. You look at that and you realize that you do have tools. You do have the voice and the ability to start changing that. How can they find the tools? Where, how, they're so scared. They believe that no one is ever going to believe in that. So they've been right. told, what, what should they do? What do you want them to do? How did they get this tool? To show that there's opportunity that you otherwise would not have considered. So somebody who looks at the craft beer industry, thinking that it all looks like me and yes, I'm guys with larger, larger <laughs> no, beards and, and, and exactly like and the flannel That's shirts the thing, yeah. and, and everything else. Because you don't look at him, you look at me. Oh, you look at me because that's what I'm here to do. I'm 41 years old. I'm good on, you know, the life I've lived so far. But just know that people that look like you and I and again, her. Mm-hmm have a space in this industry mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to just be involved with the actual brewing of beer. We can right. be graphic designers. Mm-hmm. We can be, you know, we can be glass blowers. We can be all of these things. So you you saying that we all need to get up wherever our comfort zone and come out and yeah. be the competition. You know, come out and challenge yourself. Create your own Create lane. Your own Create lane. your own lane. But how about the attitude problem, bro? How about the positioning? You know, sometimes Don't the, the attitude is the, so scary, man. The attitude is the, not a negative thing because, I mean, Sonny, you're looking me in my eye right now. And you <laughs> see that I'm, my, you, I'm yeah. giving off that energy. <laughs> but you I'm say, one of them guys. So sexy I'm one of them attitude, guys, but, but I also present nothing but love and okay. respect in my heart. And as long as you have love, respect, and reverence for the next human being, there's no limit to how far you that's can a, go. That's a great attitude. How about you the know, one like I'll, I'll kick your ass, <laughs> but I don't want to. I love it. I'd rather just have a beer and a good conversation and just be this, you know, and, uh, and be this beacon of fellowship. It's all about the fellowship, and that's one thing that craft beer taught me from and the way reason. from the day I walked in the door. It was all about the fellowship. Like I talk about diversion and and, and, and diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. and craft beer. When in reality, nobody's really disrespecting me as it pertains to craft beer. Mm-hmm. 
Probably because I'm six feet and 260 pounds. But about to knock me out. out. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's been peace and love me. So how can I not pay that energy for it? Amen. How can I not pay that energy? And we're for talking it? about diversity and inclusion, and th- this is what we're talking yeah, about. Absolutely. Right here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when we all can come it's together. It's always yeah. gonna be love. Amen. Who is on the camera right there? She she doesn't look like me. My my executive director does not look like me. Yet she gave me the opportunity for me to be able. To to bring my story to life. She said, mm-hmm. dude, I mean, he said, dude, your story is so powerful. I'm going to give you the opportunity. And he did. I believe the God that placed that in his heart to do it for me is the same God that will place it in someone else's heart to do it for someone else's. But you have to position yourself to the extent that you, so that you can be discovered. Be at peace. Be, be, be approachable. You know? Exactly. Be mm-hmm. approachable. Be knowledgeable. Have the skill set that you need so that when the opportunity comes, you will take it. Don't just be out there floating around thinking that and I'm going to be. And that opportunity exactly. comes, be grateful. Exactly. Be and grateful be willing and to pay it forward. Yeah. Keep you know, exactly. And then shout out. I want to give shout out to all our people out there doing the right thing. You know, all the artists who are not buying the chain and looking heavy in the neck. Meanwhile, your communities are dying. So spend all that money that you investing in that chain, spending it into investing on in a child. So that youth needs to be like you. So sell those chains and give back to the community. And for, you know, you know, for my <laughs> for my Caucasian family who is who cares about others, God bless you guys, man. You know, we need just go ahead, chip I it ha- in. I have, I have a question. <laughs> go talk to Am me. Am I not allowed to have <laughs> one gold? Tonight? No, one is good. Just one. One is good, but it's not heavy because enough. Because that's a symbol of strength. Strength, strength is good. The one is good, but then I changed. Though I'm talking about like a thousand dollar, I mean no, one thousand pound heavy That's chain not on the where neck. Your priorities should lie. <laughs> exactly. I'm not telling anybody how to live their yeah, life. I'm not. I'm not judging, but, but I'm just. It's a perspective. You know, it's, it's, like, it's an idea. You know, you know? it's you, okay to want yeah. and have nice mm. things, but just know that's not where priorities lie. True Especially to God. with me. True to God. You know, I swear to God, you know, just using myself, seeing myself where I am right now, where I'm coming from, you know, being born out with luck, not even know where my next meal were coming from, and somebody gave me the opportunity to become who I am today. I believe that all of us who are successful there can give a child the opportunity. Absolutely. That's what, you know, a boy his dream is doing right now. You know, just getting involved, mentoring, encouraging kids to do mm-hmm. well, stay in this season, learn, learn, learn. At some point, the right help will come. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And once that comes, that's going to make a difference. You will Absolutely. be changed, you know. Um, how can we find your business online? Um, yeah, like, come to go to haymarketbeer.com. You can uh, find us on Instagram, any of the social media platforms at haymarketbeer. Uh I'll speak to him as well. Follow the Black Beer Baron on social media as well. Uh, Black Beer Baron on Instagram. Uh, I have at last count six or seven beers on tap at uh, 737 West Randolph. Uh, Also, uh, a bunch of collaborations with the homies from Moore's and 18th Street and Black Horizon and Turner House and Funky Funky Town. Town. And these are all people that look like us, and and they're putting in work. Like One thing about us is that I realize that we're unicorns. Mm. We're in a space that normally isn't welcome to us. Amen. Right? Yes. Like why I speak to my friend uh, Sidney Jones, who's the head distiller up at Few, uh, Few Spirits in Evanston. It's like 
like I recognize what we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. What we bring to the table is authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like everything isn't just mass produced and mm-hmm. generic. Amen. Like it's real. Yeah. And I want that realness to continue because Amen. you're real. Amen. I'm real. But when I say that to you, that's not being dismissive of the fact uh, the fact that Mike Jim is real as He's well. He's real. You Organic, know what I'm saying? Man. That's why like, I'm drinking your beer, bro. If I don't think you're real, I would not beer. be. The, exactly. I made that beer. Bro, <laughs> what you? That's my, my beer. Right. But who really care? Who care who made it? My name I'm is like, on the can. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's a beginning point, it's a right? It's a beginning point. To Everything share good to food. Nexus, correct? I appreciate yeah. it. To be able to share good food, good drink, mm-hmm. that's the beginning. To so. come down at the same table, to start a conversation, to to start to talk about what we really are passionate about and what needs to to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starts right here. This is that leveler. That collaborative effort is what's important. Yeah. Absolutely. And you see, look out for him. He looks out for you. Oh, always. home team right here. Always, this always. This family right I, here. I, I talked That's my about brother. you making the beer. You're like, no, he made it. You didn't take the credit. No, you he made his it. voice. He be your voice. That's what we're talking about. He gave me the soapbox to stand on. And wish to talk about these things. One of those and tools that, that I have at my grateful. disposal that I am again, happy I to share. Happy to share. And that love tells you too. Me, that tells me that it is possible for us to do things differently. Absolutely. It is possible to us to continue to encourage that opportunity to the youth out there who think that it's not possible to come to downtown and do business. And it, for that reason, they want to tear it down because they don't think it's possible. It is possible. Don't tear it down. Absolutely. Be part of it. All right, Michael. All right. We're actually focusing on the Hero 83, honey. You know, can you tell us how this thing was developed? Sure. What is it? How was it created? uh, Well, the story of creation on that actually begins with a mutual friend of Jay's and mine. Uh, Back in the end of 2019, we were put into the same room once we had heard of the the Brewers Association, the largest trade organization for our industry of craft beer uh, brewers in the country. Uh, they're based out of Denver, Colorado, and they put out uh, a, a benchmark study on ownership groups uh, and what that breakdown looked like. And we found that there were less than 1% ownership of craft breweries by African Americans in this industry. One percent. One per- oh, less than one percent. Less than one percent. Wow. Facts. That's the a fact lean that margin. So lean. Very. Very lean. Which slim. Along with that, there was our mutual friend who uh, attends many city hall uh, meetings, and there was another gentleman there who got up to speak on a particular topic and threw out a statistic that less than a dozen liquor store licensees were owned by African-Americans as well in the city of Chicago, which is pretty astronomical when you think about how many liquor licenses there are in this city. And how many of them are in the hood where most of us live. A lot. So we didn't, we kind of raised an eyebrow with that and started doing a little digging, a little research and come to find out it's not too far off that number. So when we got into the same room together and we started learning about one another and hearing what his aspirations were, he immediately said, hey, I just want to make good beer and and support my community. Mm-hmm. But this particular project can't do it without my brother Sam Ross. And that's how the two of them kind of came to this project. And when they 
told us that they wanted to do uh, a honey ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to him to continue the story, but we said absolutely. So Sam Ross is just such a fascinating human being. Like, he's just insanely dope, insanely creative. And I had just met him, like, a couple months back, and he kind of alluded to the fact that he wanted to make beer, and so did I. So when this opportunity came to me, like, Sam was literally the first human that was on my list, and he came to me with... Again, the, uh, the the North Lawndale Employment Network and a Sweet Beginnings program and their B-Love uh, Honey Line. And he was like, man, they're pulling people fresh out of prison and teaching them how to be beekeepers. And we should use their honey. We should make honey ale. Wow. That's exactly how we should make honey ale. I ain't going to tell Sam no, and and Haymarket didn't tell us no. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the can there, Sonny, on the side, it has a a, a tagline, actually, that was— On this side right there? Right there. Yeah, right right over here. There you go. Read it out for us. Oh, you don't have the seat at the table, create your own. Oh, when you don't have the seat— you create your At own. At the table, you create your own. This Feels is the like deliverance me. and the sincerity. So this, this beer, this beer, given all the depth of layers to the story and how it came to be, that's what it's all about. It I is am. creating awareness and giving strength to those who understand that, you know what, this industry may not necessarily look like me, but it's for me too. You know what, though? This is so powerful. That this was actually is, written by my good friend Evan F. Moore, formerly of the Chicago Sun-Times, but it, now the uh, press secretary for the Chicago Public Schools, because that's what it is. It's like no matter what you do and how you do it, be dope, be sincere, be deliberate, but also be willing to give back and reach down and pull up. When you don't have a seat at the table, create your own this is my strength, and this is going to be the topic. This is our slogan on this episode. This is, is it. And I'm going to close this episode with this quote. And who's the original creator of this quote? Evan F. Moore. Evan F. Moore said, when you don't have a seat at the table, create your own. Yes, you can. Have a great day, everyone, man. Blessings.